spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit score grows, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or home. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Bill Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Learning how to monetize your domains. Zero dollars. Listening to affiliate marketing tips on your iPod. Zero dollars. Getting the latest search news on your cell phone. Zero dollars. Listening to Dave N. talk about garlic breath. Well, worthless. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Domain Masters here on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Johnny Brasco, filling in for Monty Khan. So here's what we have for you. What Monty did for us tonight was that he had a seminar that he held in front of a lot of attendees at the Affiliate Summit. It was a session that he had. The presentation was Domaining and Address Bar Driven Traffic. Now, today's show will feature one of Monty's popular presentations. In his talk, Monty talks about several topics, including how monetization helps the creation of portfolios, the health of the domain industry, and what makes a good domain. Also, he talks about types of monetization, creating your own portfolio, and how brand is impacted by domains. So, without further ado, we'd like to go ahead and bring you part one of Monty's presentation to the Affiliate Summit, which he calls Domaining and Address Bar Driven Traffic. question is uh, Domaining and Address Driven, Address Bar Driven Traffic, or better known as uh, Direct Navigation. My name is Monty Khan. I'm the CEO of Moniker.com. Uh, we're an ICANN accredited registrar and also a domain asset management company. Um, we help our customers increase the value of their domain name assets by monetizing traffic, buying and selling domain names, securing them as a registrar, being the Fort Knox of registrars to make sure that their uh, domain names are safely held, and then uh, looking for opportunities to help them grow in value. How many in a room have uh, more than 10 domain names in their portfolio? Great. How many have more than 100? A lot. How many have more than 1,000? 10,000. All right. So uh, for those of you that are just getting yourself familiar with uh, the domain market, I'm going to do kind of a 
what's hot, what's not, why the industry is getting so active, so incredibly um, um, vibrating and um, increasing in value, the domain names that are increasing in value and why, some of the interesting statistics in the market, and then some of the great opportunities for the future. We're going to do a couple, I'll go through a couple case studies of what the, some of the corporations are now looking at. And then we're going to open up for a discussion and really talk about some of the scenarios that you all are all in and uh, how um, we may be able to help you increase the, the value of your portfolio as well. So just a little bit about myself and my company. Um, we've been in the domain name business. I have personally since 1995. I started investing in domain names in 1995 myself, spending tens of thousands of dollars thinking that this was going to be like real estate. Some of you probably have done the same thing and stayed up all night long you know, registering domain names. Um, all kinds of different brand names, all kinds of different ideas, looking out for the future and wondering, you know, what kind of return on investment this was going to bring. And so uh, I did the same thing, hardly got any sleep, did all kinds of domain names, spent $70,000 on domain names, and uh, then tried to figure out a way to get the money back and, and help monetize those. So we were actually one of the first companies or the first company to actually start a whole resale channel of domain names and actually resell a domain name in the aftermarket. So we've been responsible for several um, thousands of domain name resells. Um, some of the most interesting ones are uh, the first domain name that ever sold for a million dollars, which was wallstreet.com, and the first domain name that ever sold for two million dollars, which was uh, autos.com, which we sold to Cars Direct back in 1999. Um, since then, we've been involved in uh, thousands of, of domain transactions, created and invented the appraisal system that is now used across the industry for evaluating domain names and their value, uh, started and invented the whole appraisal and, and uh, escrow process in terms of changing ownership of domain names. So we've gotten a, a lot of um, views from both domain name owners, and now we're an ICANN accredited registrar, I have been since 1999, but um, managing portfolios of, of domain names for some very valuable companies and their assets. We manage 1.9 million domain names under management, and um, we own and operate 12 ICANN accredited registrars. We participate in the expired domain market and help customers get domain names for their brands and identities. We provide stealth acquisition services to help corporations get domain names that are important to their brand and, and their products and services without revealing our, their identity so that prices don't artificially inflate. We can do that for anybody. And, um, the main focus is treating domain names like assets, which they truly are. Many of you will not be, would not be in the room, not be at this conference, unless your domain names were actively working for you and increasing in value and generating revenue and profit. It's the most important thing in your business, probably. Um, there's a big argument. Is it more important to have the content and the, the other things inside the website, or is it important to have your domain name? After this session, I think you'll find that direct navigation or type-in domain names are extremely important, extremely valuable, and why. For those of you uh, who don't know about you know, the regulatory avenue of domain names, ICANN, which is uh, um, the regulatory body for the Internet. They regulate the domain name industry. Uh, they were empowered by the U.S. Department of Commerce. And after uh, .com and .net and .org became um, a, 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 a registered entity um, to register domain names, a lot of entrepreneurs like myself went out and registered domain names um, thinking that it was going to be like real estate, that these are virtual real estate properties and would increase in value. And many people invested a lot of money and time um, securing those assets. Initially, domain revenue sources weren't known. Um, when I registered domain names back in 1995, there was nothing called type-in traffic or any kind of PPC monetization, no real affiliate programs. It was simply um, buying the domain name and um, you know, establishing a brand or identity and possibly making it available for resale, and that was basically the only channel. But now, 
uh, this equates to many different sources of revenue and there's lots of opportunity. Pay-per-click advertising, CPA programs, which is more of the affiliate uh, uh, programs, um, affiliate sites, microsites, selling and buying domain names, obviously selling traffic directly to uh, advertisers. It's a huge business now and growing. It's $850 million in annual advertising revenue. Um, it's uh, uh, predicted to, to increase to $2 billion by 2010. And for those of you that don't know, type in domain names. Direct navigation domain names make up 15% of all revenue generated by Google and Yahoo. So they're very significant um, source of revenue for these companies. And... Um, out of the 112 million domain names that are registered globally, 6 to 8 million of these domain names make up this particular revenue-driving channel for the, for the industry currently, and it's fastly growing. Just a little example of how portfolio, uh, uh, large portfolios have increased over time. Um, from 2004, you can see names, uh, portfolios over 100,000, 10,000 to 100,000, 1,000 to 10,000 have grown significantly. These are um, pretty accurate es estimates to the middle of uh, 2006. These have grown exponentially a little bit further now. But uh, just an example, companies like Buy Domains and Fabulous, they own five, 600,000 domain names apiece and monetize traffic and aggregate traffic that way. And uh, many of the folks in the room also aggregate traffic by uh, utilizing their domain names and putting them on park pages and um, taking advantage of, of, of linguistically driving customers and end users to directly uh, uh, direct navigation leads through PPC advertising and direct navigation. This is a 30% increase over the previous year in terms of number of registrations. There were 9.4 million new domain names registered in the third quarter of 2006. It's the highest quarter ever in terms of number of registrations. 86% of these domain names are live either through park pages or live sites. This is a huge difference uh, to where we were five years ago when only about 50% were live. Um, 40 million of them are CCTLDs, so country code TLDs. And 77% um, of all domain names are now renewed. And in uh, five years ago, it was uh, about 42%. So the whole market is starting to see a lot of value and uh, benefit in terms of their domain-related assets. Um, aftermarket sales that we discussed earlier have increased quite a bit, 58%. And uh, it generates uh, hundreds of millions of dollars right now buying and selling domain names. And... Um, Although it may not seem like a significant um, statistic, but 57 known, this is now in the public sector, known domain names have sold twice within a 12-month period of time uh, with an average increase in value of 288%. So um, this is now a lot bigger, of course, um, but it gives you an idea of uh, it's not only a resale market, but it's, a, it's starting to turn into a, a buying domain names, increasing them in value, and then flipping them strategy, kind of like what you do with real estate. So what are the things that make up a good domain name? And obviously you know some of these, but it's important that um, when you look at domain names, you look at a lot of different things or any one of these things and you focus in on them. So obviously natural and generic branding, things that are single word generic uh, dictionary terms are very good domain names to register uh, because they're naturally typed in by end users. Things that are easy to remember, uh, clear and concise and descriptive, commercially oriented, how often, um, you know, do they have active search bids and the keywords, those types of things. The industry segment is very important now. So if you have something that's really hot in terms of, you know, music downloads and healthcare, things that are going more virtual than they did in the past, buying and selling products and services, auctions, those types of things, versus things that aren't still, um, um, you know, as active online as they uh, will be in the future or have been in the past. And is the industry um, old or new? Is it something that's been well-established that is now starting to get on the Internet or not? 
existing type-in traffic, obviously, if you can buy a domain name or acquire a domain name or register a domain name that's automatically being typed in, you have an advantage, you have a head start because those domain names are being naturally typed in by end users and therefore you have a head start without having to spend money in advertising and marketing. And that's one of the reasons why many of the domain names are bought and sold today. Does the domain name have backlinks, link popularity, page rank, Alexa rating? All these things are now being analyzed before you're investing in these properties. And then there's the big issue of mistypes. Is it okay to type in a domain name or mistype or, or register a mistype of a famous brand? Probably not. But is it okay to type in a mistype of a, of a domain name that's more generic in nature? Probably so. One little easy piece of advice that everybody should do for their business is have 10 of your employees, friends, family, whatever, take your key brand name and type in to the computer 100 times as fast as you can, log all the mistypes, and then register those domain names. If any customer and user is using your domain name to get to you, chances are they're using one of those mistypes and missing your site. And if somebody else has it, including a competitor or another individual, or it hasn't been registered yet, you're potentially losing thousands of dollars and a potential customer. So it's an easy exercise to follow. And for seven or eight bucks a year for a domain name, um, you can acquire and, and, and you know, have a number of different mistypes of your key brands, your key services, your key products, and protect your brand and identity. So use that as a good, uh, easy way to protect your brand and identity. We discussed earlier how uh, domain names are generating revenue. Um, direct navigation is, is now responsible for you know, generating ad revenue through CPC, you know, CPA, uh, cost per acquisition, CPM sites, selling traffic directly to companies or advertisers this is now becoming a lot more popular than it was several years ago where you have a very targeted domain name in an industry such as autos and you can target those that particular traffic to maybe four GM or a dealer or a, a reseller of cars, those types of things. So this is now becoming a more popular way to generate revenue and advertising uh, revenue for your domain name properties. And right now we're going to go and take a moment to go ahead and Take, take ourselves to a commercial break so we can go ahead and thank our wonderful sponsors. And what we'll do is when we come back, we'll go ahead and continue Monty's session here with the audience at Affiliate Summit. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll go ahead and continue the session right here on Domain Masters. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. 
Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today. Today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the ISEDN.org. Dishy Mix, the soap opera for the Internet Society. Susan Bratton dishes up delicious news and gossip while interviewing the glitterati of the Web 2.0 world. Dishy Mix, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Want a hot pod? Load it with WebmasterRadio.fm and play with us all day long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Domain Masters. And you're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back once again to Domain Masters. Johnny Brasco filling in for Monty Khan. Today we're here to play back for you a session, a seminar that Monty held at Affiliate Summit. Now we're just in the middle of his presentation and we're going to take you to the second part of that presentation here on Domain Masters, here on webmasterradio.fm. Here we go. Offering products and services, supplementing some of those um, products and services with maybe some Google AdSense or some other advertising links um, to dominate a particular uh, vertical uh, by registering every single name or as many names as you can around that vertical or that particular niche. And then you capture that traffic from all angles and be able to monetize it and then force those people into a particular website or portal or one of your own um, uh, web uh, present sites that you have. And then, of course, now domain names are being treated like real estate. We're loaning money against domain names, similar to mortgages. And domain names are, de- are uh, deductible for donation purposes. So you can actually um, receive and get a, an appraisal for a domain name and donate it to a charity um, or a nonprofit organization and receive a tax credit. So this is now becoming a very popular use of these particular assets to be able to take advantage of all angles of monetization. Some of the recent studies that we talked about earlier, 70% of all Internet users actually type in where they want to go into the URL line versus then going to a search engine. So if you think about this, whether you're sophisticated, educated or not, most people actually go to the URL line to type in where they want to go, including places like eBay and Amazon and your, your bank and all kinds of stuff. But what happens is, and, and I'm sure everybody in the room has experienced this, when you go to Google or you go to Yahoo and you have your 10 different selections and you get to the, one of the links and it doesn't happen to be to the link that you want or the site that you want, you always back, you know, back page it and then go to the next link and then back page it, go to the next link. The reason why this is, so, um, this is increasing is because people are naturally geared towards trying to take shortcuts to where they want to go. So they type into the URL line, 
the URL line gets them to us either a site, a dead page, or a PPC page that has linguistically driven ads on that page that mean something about the domain name that you typed in. And so this is actually growing as the Internet's growing, not decreasing. Even with the popularity of Yahoo and Google, most people still go to the URL line then go to a search engine to get to their ultimate des destination. There's far many more searches on, on search engines than there are type in domain names, but the ultimate, es the, the ultimate destination is achieved by going to the URL line instead. So this is from Website Story. They did this study in 2003, and, and this, that study showed that 46% or 47% of people did that. Now it's 70%, even with hundreds of millions of more users on the Internet. So it's a pretty incredible stat. We talked about the, the business in terms of what this means to the search market. Um, it's, it controls 8 to 10% of all U.S. and U.K.-based search advertising revenue. 10% um, of all registrations now are, are now going to PPC landing pages and generating advertising revenue for um, you know, advertisers through PPC landing pages. Values have increased by 20% through direct, because of direct navigation, being able to track revenue and performance. And um, there's a lot of public companies now that are staking their, putting their stakes in the ground with their domain portfolios. I'm sure some of you have heard about Marchex, LiveDoor, ValueClick. Um, there's new entities, which is iRE, Demand Media, Name Media. They're all scheduled to go public this year, all based around the value of their domain name inventory, direct navigation, the amount of money it generates for them monthly, annually, and the revenue that's throwing off. So those are important stats for you as you're looking at domain names uh, for your own businesses. And the, the good part about this is that when your domain names are registered and you have them on a PPC landing page, when you're not doing anything with them and you have them parked, it helps increase the value by just sitting there instead of having them go to dead pages. So it's just a very basis foundation value. It's at the very bottom of the value chain. And then it just increases from there as you develop or as you find new uses for your domain name. So um, you, know, you want to definitely not have any of your names ever sitting around you know, not doing something. You want them to always be monetizing, going to a page, a landing page, a parking page, forwarding to your main site. Make sure you 301 direct your domain names to your website and don't do it any other way else. It hurts your search engine uh, rankings. And so you want to make sure you're utilizing that traffic and the benefit of those domain names. So here's a couple examples that probably most of you have seen or that maybe you all use in terms of PPC landing pages. So the domain name is sailingterminology.com uh, and it's, you know, it's a linguistically driven term that brings up sailing results in a, in a double-click PPC landing page. So a customer or an end user, if they, if they you know, type this domain name in for some reason, they would get to linguistically driven links and ads in the center of the page and on the right-hand side. Here's another example, tax.net. This is a one-click landing page. So if somebody clicks any one of the links in the middle, they go directly to a website, the publisher gets paid. Any of the links on the left-hand side are double-click pages, so you can get, uh, try to drill down to where you want to go. So if you're really typing in tax.net, chances are you're going to find where you want to go if you're an end user on a page like this. This is a PPC landing page. A double-click page looks like this, where um, you have a number of different uh, advertising links that are related to the domain name that was typed in and then on the second click you don't get paid on the first click but the second click you get then to a single click page that gets much more drilled down in terms of its relevance to where you want to go 
Believe it or not, many double-click pages actually monetize better than single-click pages do. So it's just behavioral. It's, it's, it's about what people are looking for, what their expectations are. And you can't really guesstimate it by having fancy colors or content on your page or anything. You're dealing with people all over the world typing in things 24 hours a day. There's seasons and different types of times of the day and stress points in people's lives. And it depends what they're doing, what they're looking for, where they want to go to how these pages all monetize and, um, and convert for you. It's definitely true that search revenue and search volume and type-in visitors all kind of correspond with each other. So uh, the amount of annual uniques definitely correlates to the amount of search volume that there is on all search engines. So the unique visitor count and search volume um, is pretty relevant. So lots of people type in a domain name with a .com right into the search engine and, and see what the results are And so um, instead of going to the URL line. We talked a little bit about some of the domain sales, but uh, one of the most popular vehicles for selling and buying domain names is now the live and silent domain auctions. We've now conducted uh, four domain auctions. Um, most recently, uh, some of the more famous auctions have been at Traffic, uh, which is the domain conference that's held three times a year. If anybody's interested in going to the Traffic conference, I'll have the link up there on, on uh, one of my last pages. But we sold $5.5 million of the domain names in a live auction where buyers and sellers were in a room and market value was actually determined right there in front of everybody with a live auctioneer, a Christie's and Sotheby's type auction format. And it was very, it's very, um, um, uh, you know, revealing to see that these intellectual pieces of property that you can't physically touch or see are actually trading on the floor for values based off of previous domain income and traffic monetization statistics and everything that's going on. And, um, and they're getting sold and bought this way. And it's establishing a market uh, for these types of um, for these types of auctions. Most recently, we, we then segmented off and did a very targeted auction in the adult industry and just sold uh, $1.9 million worth of domain names that was very targeted to the adult sector. So these are opportunities to very niche market these domain names in a live auction format and establish values right on the floor. So this is an example of some of the sales that we've recently had. So how do you create a portfolio? When and where and how and what do you get to look for and how and how do you how, what do you need to look for? So anyone with any kind of moderate capital can create uh, a domain portfolio. It costs you $7.95 a year to register a domain name. It's a very low risk uh, and high reward type business. Um, there's all kinds of aftermarket sites and all kinds of places that you can go and register domain names. Obviously, moniker.com is one of them, but there's all kinds of uh, registrars that offer all kinds of um, services for you to try to find and acquire the domain name that is right for you, or if you're trying to build a niche or a market, um, yeah, there, there's lots of examples. The growth is incredible. It has a high return on capital. As I stated, the domain name asset values have increased 20% annually each year over the last three years just by having domain name properties. And then with the monetization characteristics of domain names, you can actually make money on your purchase while the domain name is even sitting dormant or idle. So these are very good uh, opportunities for you. Um, you want to look up search phrases that define your market segment. You want to un, un, uh, you know, identify domain names that are commercial or rare or new niches that are about to come. Back four or five years ago, I had customers registering nano-type names, and you know, nanotechnology is just now coming out into the market today. And now those particular properties are, are extremely valuable, and uh, they're increasing in value and increase in transaction activity for domain name sales. But five years ago, you know, some of the some of the names that were being registered, you know, a lot of other people thought people were crazy for registering these domain names. So you have to look out three or four years in technology and look at some of the niches and some of the opportunities. And there's lots of opportunities still out there, so it's not too late. You can register 
domain names that are still available. You can register domain names that have just been recently let go. You can put reservations on expired domain names that are about to drop. And you can buy domain names in the aftermarket and buy them from other people and use a stealth service or contact the owner directly and try to negotiate a deal. Or you can buy them in live and silent domain auctions. So there's lots of ways you can do that. And uh, you want to look at you know, your return on investment and how long you're going to be in business and really look at the, the domain values today versus what you're going to be doing with it one and five and ten years from now. So um, use, use, your, use your, um, your wallet that way and your concept in terms of what you're going to invest uh, for those purposes. Um, one, of the, the, one of the most important things is to execute immediately. Like, don't wait around because every day there's thousands and thousands of new domain names being registered and new domain transactions happening. So if you have an idea or concept, jump on it. And then you'll, you'll be thankful that you did in the future. This is just uh, some of the correlation between online advertising and then the amount of revenue that's generated in the search market that we talked about earlier. But So it's, uh, it's about 10% um, uh, compared to the online advertising dollars that are going on into the marketplace. So here's a couple uh, case studies. I concentrated on healthcare because I was in the healthcare industry for 15 years. But these are some good examples of why some of the corporations are now starting to get it. So, you know, some of the big corporations don't get buying a generic domain name for their business yet. So names like candy.com, for example, are owned by, you know, some famous domainers when maybe the largest confection company should own it, you know, and drive all that traffic and direct, you know, uh, customers to their particular brand and their services and their products, you know, for years. So here's an example with that we'll focus in on just in the healthcare industry because it's a huge market. And now some of the pharmaceutical companies and healthcare companies are starting to get it. And they're getting it because the pharmaceutical industry is huge. Um, a lot of the affiliate systems that you guys uh, uh, have currently are around um, selling and reselling drugs and pharmaceuticals and all kinds of other stuff. But the reason why a company like GlaxoSmithKline purchased asthma.com is because they actually now own this disease. They've prevented their customer, I mean their, their competitors, from ever getting this property. They control all the traffic to this disease and they control all the content. And even though they don't blatantly um, advertise their drugs on this page, they do gear people towards getting their course prescriptions and their, their particular um, drugs and their drug brands out in front of the public and actually become a resource, a medical resource for families for generations and generations because they went out and spent money and bought this domain name. So. As we're in a new generation and we're using the internet quite commonly, our kids and our children's children are going to be on the internet very, you know, even sooner than we were. I think I got on the internet when I was 26 or 27 years old. Now we're carrying around PDAs and looking for resources all the time on our cell phones and carrying around microcomputers and mini devices and tapping into cyber cafes and all kinds of stuff. My, my son, who's in kindergarten, is on a computer two or three days a week now, and they're going to be doing websites and stuff in junior high school and high school. It's a curriculum now, so you want to think about this stuff now so before it's too late. Here's a, here's a good example of a physician that registered um, a heart disease, TexasHeartSurgeon.com, um, and now he's able to channel all the particular uh, patient information for people looking up Texas Heart Surgeon on the internet through direct navigation to his particular website, selling his services, and um, this domain name, or, or the domain name um, um, that he got, uh, which is Miami Hearts, Heart Surgeon or whatever, is, uh, was registered only in 2006, but he bought his domain name for $8. You know, he was able to go out and register his domain name for $8, and now he generates you know, tens of thousands of dollars in revenue from online web traffic through the use of his uh, direct navigation domain name. Here's a very granular search for gastric bypass surgery, and um, 
Um, this is a highly searched term in Google. It's something that people would look up, and now it gets very targeted in a hospital and clinic actually own this domain name to drive traffic and drive customers to their website. And these examples continue. Healthinsurance.com is another great example where they teamed up with a uh, web development company and were able to establish one of the largest online health insurance lead generation sites in the entire world off of, this, off of a direct navigation domain name called Healthcare Insurance or Healthinsurance.com. The Hispanic market is the fastest growing market in the entire world, uh, in the United States anyway. And so um, getting even very targeted to, um, to foreign words and Spanish words and directly navigating those people to those particular websites are also great examples of where you can take advantage of uh, market opportunities um, for names that aren't commonly registered. But it's very targeted. It, it, it focuses on a particular market, one of the fastest growing markets in the, in the country, and a place where a lot of people are spending time and energy and money. So here's some of the things you need to look out for in terms of uh, um, beware things or things to be conscious of when you're looking for your domain name inventory. Always do a trademark search to make sure that whatever domain name you're registering doesn't violate somebody else's trademark. It doesn't mean that you don't have the right to use it, but you might as well know up front. If, uh, I'll have the resource uh, page on, on, on one of my last pages, but if you go to um, USPTO.gov, that is the online trademark search site um, for you to search on trademarks before you go register a domain name. Many trademarks can be registered as domain names if you use them in different ways. So you always want to consult an attorney if you have a different use for a particular name to make sure you're not going to get in trouble. Also, if you've established a domain name registration prior to a trademark um, uh, filing, you also have a chance to have good defense to keep that particular domain name and, and uh, be able to use it for what you want to use it for. You might actually have some cases against the trademark filer for squatting on your particular brand and identity if they do something that's copying what your idea has been. Consider having an evaluation done. In the past, domain appraisals uh, were used just as a kind of a litmus test. Today, they're actually correlating to sales. And so uh, if, you want, if you're not sure what to pay for a domain name in the market or the aftermarket, go, through, go get a domain appraisal just like you would in a property appraisal so you know you're paying a fair amount. Also, if you're going to offer your domain name for sale, you'd want to see what it's worth. And so um, um, we uh, invented the domain appraisal system back in 1998, and, in, and we've done over half a million of these things now. And they're definitely correlating around 20% to what domain names are selling for, so they're very valuable. Whenever you're going to do a domain transaction, always use an escrow service. Don't do direct, uh, I don't recommend doing direct negotiations and doing, uh, you know, putting money in PayPal unless you get that domain name in escrow and your funds in escrow. Use an escrow service that actually provides protection for the domain name and for your funds, and then true escrow changes ownership and releases funds at the same time. Make sure that um, you uh, uh, look at financing opportunities. As I mentioned, we now offer domain financing just like mortgages. You can get a five-year mortgage on a domain name, pay it off over time, um, use the proceeds or use the revenue generation to help pay the monthly payments, and you may want to use your funds you know, wisely so you can keep investing in the market and uh, leverage somebody else's uh, um, uh, money while you're developing your site or reinvesting in your own inventory or you can refinance your current properties and get money back so you can develop the sites or do things that you never got to do before. There's These vehicles are now available to you. If you're checking domain statistics, make sure you don't always trust what people are telling you in terms of stats. Make sure you test it yourself. If you're going to test domain stats and te test traffic, ask to borrow the domain name DNS for, for uh, seven days and make sure that your own PPC monetization system is reporting the same kind of types of stats and no red flags are being thrown off in terms of artificially generated traffic or mechanical traffic, those types of things, before you buy a domain name that says it has 1,000 unique visitors a day on it.
Um, if a company or an individual knows what you do when you contact them, their chances are they would artificially inflate the value of that domain name to, for you to purchase it. So you may want to use a stealth acquisition service or contact somebody on your behalf or act in stealth through another resource or source when you're making contact with somebody who has a domain name that you want. If they see that you're SmithKlein and you're now going to buy asthma, of course they're going to inflate the price of that particular domain name. But if someone else that's unrelated to the pharmaceutical industry makes contact with a disease-related domain name, chances are the domain price would be a lot less. And then try to find out what other kind of information you can get, like what was the previous history of the domain name. Um, use the Wayback Machine and check and see if the domain name had a life before. Is it blacklisted? Uh, ironically, my own domain name for our own company, Moniker.com, which was bought by one of my, I bought it from one of our customers back in uh, 2001, was actually blacklisted with Google and I didn't even know it for 12 months. Um, it was blacklisted uh, from the previous owner before that. And so it took me, uh, you know, three or four months to get it not blacklisted and then it was able to be searched in the search engine. So do your research before you go and buy the site so you're, you're getting a clean bill of health on every domain name. It's kind of like a title when you're taking possession of the house. There's no liens against it. There's no, um, you know, there's no debts. It's not going to be taken away from you. It wasn't involved in a lawsuit. Um, there wasn't a, a previous cease and desist letter that now someone's going to come back and sue you on. You know, all these things you have to consider when you're looking at buying domain names or even registering them new. Take, take some time and look, look into that information. Some of the most useful links in identifying valuable domain names. Um, if anybody's not using Word Tracker, it's a good source to um, check out phrase data and find out how, what phrases are valued at and what they're worth and how many times they're searched. Uh, KeywordDiscovery.com. Uh, use the Overture Bid tool to find out what kind of bids are on domain names and the estimated type in traffic. Um, do a Who Is Lookup, obviously. Go and look at previous Who Is Lookups. Uh, DomainTools.com, which is formerly uh, Whois.sc, provides a history of Who Is information. So you can see if the domain name was owned by somebody in the past, who it was, see how many times it's changed hands, if it's available to you. It's a great uh, resource. Um, some of the aftermarket sales services besides Moniker.com is Buy Domains and Cdo. Those are also good marketplaces to buy domain names if you're interested. The expired name services are Snap Names, Pool, and Club Drop. Those are primarily the main places where you go and get domain names in the in the aftermarket that um, that are expiring or about to expire. You can actually put a reservation on a domain name that might be coming up for expiration, and you'd be the first one to try and get that. But if there's more than one person interested in that domain name, you'd go into a, an auction to get that domain name. Um, we talked about the US, uh, United States Patent and Trademark Office. That's www.uspto.gov. Um, Microsoft has a great research tool to, to look up um, um, former trademarks and phishing sites, which is the Microsoft um, uh, URL tracer. WIPO is a good place to see if the domain was ever bought, involved in any kind of arbitration or WIPO, World Intellectual Property Organization Claim. If somebody ever made a claim against the domain name, you can look at all the histories, every single domain name arbitration case at WIPO.org. Um, I host a radio show every Wednesday called Domain Masters. We talk about all these different subjects and we have top-notch guests on and CEOs of big companies and organizations and people that are very successful with their domain names. And we definitely teach everybody that listens something new every single show that maybe you didn't know about your business or so, some opportunities that you, could, uh, that you can use for your online presence. And so it's a great show to listen to as well as a lot of the other shows on the Webmaster Radio uh, Network. It's a really great forum. 
Um, some of the domain forums is dnforum.com, Domain State, Name Pros, and dnjournal.com is the number one news site where people report their domain sales. The newest news in the industry is reported there. Um, you can look at what's going on in the industry for the domain name um, um, industry as a whole on that site. It's very, um, it's updated every single day and it's uh, very informative. And then some of the conferences we spoke about, the traffic conference is the place where all the main domainers, the people with the largest inventories, gather every single uh, meeting and there's a lot of networking that's done. All the traffic monetizers are there. The main registrars that protect these folks' inventory are there. We hold the live auctions there at the traffic conferences. And you would go to targetedtraffic.com. It's an invitation-only conference, but you can get invited if you uh, fill out the application and qualify. And it's a great conference to attend, as well as Domain Roundtable. Um, if they're even having a show this year, I'm not sure, but uh, they had a couple shows in the past. Webmaster World and SES are also valuable shows to learn how to develop an SEO and build your site out with um, SEO um, concepts and affiliate um, um, you know, uh, information in mind, as well, of course, as the Affiliate Summit. You know, it's really surprising when you're listening to this, uh, this presentation by Monty here. Uh, it, you know, right there at the end, he's obviously you know, informing the audience about the many shows that are out there that all of you here listening to webmasterradio.fm listen to this radio show you know about these shows you attend these shows and you make it a point to get the biggest impact from all these trade shows which is a very good thing and it's really really wonderful that Monty while he's using the presentation to really teach people the bullet points of his presentation but to take a few moments to mention what the webmasters do, what they do to connect and to network with each other, and where they can go to network with each other, whether it's the radio station, whether it's the trade shows, whether it's other publications. But it's really nice that he brought that up. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go and take ourselves another quick commercial break. And then coming up here, we're going to bring in another part of the presentation where Monty does a question and answer session with the attendees as right there he wrapped up his part of the presentation. He went ahead and opened up for a question and answer. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring that to you in just a moment here on Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. Best of the web. The Internet's oldest directory. EOTW.org since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. It's all about links. 
baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. It's a little pet peeve of mine, right? Go on the web and somebody writes up about me and they put web gorilla, as in the monkey, not gorilla, like, you know, warfare, terrorists. We're gonna do the monkey. Hi, this is Greg Bozo. Do the monkey. AKA Monkey Boy. Monkey, monkey. Sometimes I get a little pissy. That's alright. I gotta tell you, dude, he made you look like a good chimp. He did. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're confusing me. Monkeypicks.co.uk. Funny bastard, isn't he? I swear to God, if you play that promo one more time, I'm publishing the photo. How much you got gorilla in the window? Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back to Domain Masters. Johnny Brasco filling in for Monty Khan tonight. Tonight we're playing back for you a presentation that Monty did at Affiliate Summit entitled Domaining and Address Bar Driven Traffic. Right now we're going to continue with this presentation that he gave earlier this week at Affiliate Summit in Las Vegas. Right now he gives the audience a chance to do a little question and answer session. Here it is. Okay, so we'll open up for questions and open discussion. Um, if anybody has any questions about their domain name inventory or some of the things that we discussed, uh, it's all yours. You're, 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 you have the floor. So if you have 5,000 domain names in an inventory, how do you... Well, if you have 5,000 domain names, um, chances are you're not using every single one of them or you haven't built them out. So the, be- the best thing you can do is you can um, get them parked as a very basic way to start monetizing the traffic and learn a lot about what the domain names are doing. So let's say out of your 5,000 inventory, you've, you're focusing on a handful of domain names that you're going to develop out, turn into affiliate sites or whatever. Have the other sites parked and monetizing every day. The parking solutions, like our Traffic Club solution, tells you where traffic's coming from, how many clicks you're getting, what the CP, what the what the um, uh, you know the click-through uh, uh, conversion rates are, and what you might find is that some of the domain names in your inventory are actually monetizing better as pay-per-click sites as, than they would as fully built-out informational sites or offering sites. Um, you know, there are. The fact is that 33% of the sites are better at PPC monetization as, than they are at CPA, for instance, or as fully developed out sites. So it's kind of a mix. The best advice I can give is that if you have a large inventory, is that you diversify your strategy and your approach, and not have all of them parked in one place. Develop some out, 
use affiliate sites and Microsoft site um, strategy and then get the rest of them parked and then analyze every single month what's going on with your traffic, what's converting, what people are really clicking on, what your click-through rates are. And then you can learn on where you can target those particular uh, domain names and what you want to build out in the future. What gets a domain name blacklisted? If a domain name is used for something that's uh, considered on the blacklist of Google, like uh, maybe it was spam or maybe it was um, uh, a site that had um, duplicate content on it. So, you know, uh, Google's very, um, very high on unique content on all pages and having one site that's very unique with lots of content that's valuable to the industry. So PageRank comes from, from people that are linking to your site and the type of content that you have on it. So if you're artificially driving people to pages, trying to get more people inside your, you know, inside your website by having them artificially go through certain channels, or if you have links spread out all over the place that aren't really relevant to your business. So if I, like Moniker.com had links on auto sites, um, that's a no-no with Google. So if you did several of those things, you know, you could become blacklisted and they just take you out. Or if you're in violation of spam or, you know, putting your spam blogging or something like that where you're putting your brand out on blogs and all kinds of ways to link them back to your site. So I'm not sure what the former owner of Moniker did with our name, but, um, you know, to not... First of all, to not know it is uh, shame on us. And secondly, uh, you know, we learned a big lesson on how to get it out of the blacklisting process and then get it back into a valuable you know, site position because it was a really good name. Yes? Speaking of Google, do you have any advice of how to make Google not know that you own all of these domains for search and optimization purposes? Like if you own a chair company, chairs.com, you want to own California chairs, Buffalo chairs, and you want them all to help you drive traffic for organic search. So that Google doesn't, you know, lump them into one. Well, they won't lump them. Google does not hurt you, or does not condone, you know, does not uh, give you bad marks for having multiple domain names that channel into other domain names. You just have to be smart about how you're directing the traffic. Well, they, they lumped it when, when they were on the same IP address. They lumped them. And but are you linking them all back and forth to each other? Or you, there, was only, there was only one link. It was, it was very because it was on the same IP. It may have been. Because I went to use the AdWords too, and they used the same credit card and different AdWords account. Maybe that was the Did you just forward them into the main site? Well, one AdWords was for that one site, like chairs.com, and the other was for bubblechairs.com. Okay, but you link them to each other? There was some links going from one to the other. Okay, so here, here's one thing that Google doesn't like. Google doesn't like if sites look the same because they link to each other. So if I, had, if I have Moniker and then I have Moniker domains, and one forwards into the other. When somebody clicks on it, it goes to Moniker Domains. And, I mean, it goes to Moniker for Moniker Domains. It looks like the sites have the, exactly the same content. That's a, that's a no-no with Google. So what you have to do is you have to do a 301 redirect. Well, so that, that was the case. It was just a link. It was an informational page. It was just a link. And they definitely lumped lump. Like, you can't even get one on one search before. Right when it was the next, you can get them. And then it was definitely lumped. I guess, I guess we'd have to see what, you know, they measure over 100 things. So I guess we have to see what the other things are. But Google is not, it's not, you can own, link, you know, like domain names. It's how you use them with each other that they look at and then what content you have. Is it, a, you know, are these, are they purposely set up, if they're on the same IP and they're purposely set up to just link into each other, um, that could, you know, you might want to locate things on different IPs. Um, that's one thing. Uh, but it, you can have same ownership, you can have same, um, you know, registrant information, even same DNS. But if you're on the same IT, IP and you are linking to each other, that way it could it could work against you. If, 
if anybody's ever done a you know real estate transaction, you know that you have a title company that's involved, and the actual money actually goes to the title company, doesn't actually go directly to the new owner, unless you're doing a direct deal with the, with the particular owner of the house, which is rare. So 95, 98% of all transactions go through a title, change title through a title insurance company. You're writing a check to one place to pay off the bank, and then the then the owner of the house gets their money. We do that. So we take. We act as both. So we actually become the buyer from the seller and the seller to the buyer, act as escrow agent, take the funds in, and the domain name actually comes into escrow too. We have a special escrow account at Moniker so that both and both pieces of property, the funds to buy it and the, and the domain name, are in a safe keeping. And then we change ownership to tr- distribute funds at the same time. So if anybody uses escrow.com, you'll know that only one part of that goes into escrow, and that's only the money. It's between the buyer and seller to change ownership, and sometimes you give the account information. There's a lot of bad transactions that way. You never actually really follow a true escrow service by taking the piece of property you're buying and putting it in escrow. So you're just putting funds in escrow. So I do highly recommend that you use a full escrow, domain escrow service for that. It's much smarter to do it that way. Uh, Just a quick question. Is there any stats on whether uh, having the plural is better than the singular, the singular versus the plural, like half and half? That's a good question. Um, it just depends. Um, you know, some of the some of the names in its singular state actually can mean plural uh, meanings and stuff. So um, it depends what the name is, what industry it's in. Um, so there's not a known statistic on what's better. Um, if you do have one and not the other, it's probably important to try to get the other one or other variations of the other one, just to because you do lose some portion of your traffic to that particular other extension you know, that other version of the name. Another, another um, big question that comes up sometimes is, you know, the value of .com versus .net versus .org and what traffic goes to each of those segments. So about 75% of all type-in traffic go to .coms. 25 go, you know, 20 goes to .net and .org, or 25% go to the dot, not, .net and .org. So, and, and, of course, all the other extensions are right behind that. So definitely register your brand or protect your brand and all the other extensions that you can for sure because someone is getting, you know, if you get 100 clicks, somebody's getting 25 clicks, you know, off of the other extension, which may be meaning to go to you and vice versa. So if, if, um, if you need to establish your presence or your, your, your dominance in a particular vertical or industry, register those other extensions for sure for the little investment that it is or try to acquire them because you're losing some portion of that type in traffic um, you know, if you don't have them. Um, I have about four to six hundred domain names in the number of domain Some of the other domain names are from vertical to long-ended. Uh, you may want to explain a little bit more about that. But right now, I'm going to go to other registrars and make a filing that the part of the agency. Here's the number of the million. Yes, right. How would I always recommend something like my situation where I have some sites of names that are not really good? Well, first of all, it doesn't take two hours. You just go to trafficclub.com, you sign up, and then you just submit your names online. It's a, it's a five or ten minute process. And you get all your names up on Traffic Club, except the ones that you're using for other sites, and then you just let them work for, for themselves. When domain names are on an active site versus not an active site or not being used at all, they actually become more um, valuable because they get 
captured in caches and in people's computers and they become search sites sometimes. People come back to them as resources. And what generally happens if it's a decent domain name is that it will increase in traffic and monetization over time as they're sitting parked without you doing anything. So one of the things that Traffic Club is, is it, it's, it's the only multi-feed PPC system on the market. It actually has five or six competitive feeds all inside one PPC monetization system. And then it takes the domain name and analyzes each domain name by domain name figures out what PPC monetization solution is best, what landing page of that solution is best, and then does a test across the entire network. One thing that everybody should know is that if you take all your names and you park them on one solution and you just walk away, the, the online advertising business changes every single minute, 24 hours a day. There's deals struck all over the world all the time between Google and Yahoo and Microsoft and all these players. So. Just to give you an example. If you have all your names on a Yahoo network or on a Google network and the other one strikes a deal with a, one of the key advertisers and actually is paying double the PPC rates during that time and your names are stuck over here. So an example is let's say you have auto-related names and Yahoo is the current highest auto-related PPC you know, industry searches. But Google strikes a deal with GM for selling SUVs for 30 days because gas prices are high or whatever and they're going to pay double the advertising rates, the, the click-through rates, to try to drive people to buy more P, uh, SUV, car, you know, SUV vehicles in a particular month. You lose all that opportunity by sitting in this one spot without, you would never know that there's a double payout going on over in the Google network when you're on Yahoo and vice versa. So one thing Traffic Club is, is it does that. It tests all the different feeds and then determines what names are best for that particular domain name at any given time and measures it and remeasures it every hour and it shifts your traffic around automatically to whatever the highest PPC network is. It may even look like it's a generic page monetizing better than something that's linguistically driven. So that's what it does. So you never want to have any of your names that you're not using sitting idle. You always want to have it on a traffic club or some kind of PPC monetization system for sure. And it's easy to set up. Is there a better Well, um, we, we pay 80% of all the revenue that's generated to our customers. It's probably one of the highest on average. Um, and the fact that it has multiple feeds in it and it pays that rate, so then it's continuously always measuring what the best performing feeds are for your particular domain names and puts them there for you automatically so you don't have to do all the work. Um, it's probably a better solution. But domain sponsor is a good solution. That's a, that's a Google network. Scanzo is a good solution. That's a Google network. Um, do you have a reporting structure for all the domains? Yeah. At full reporting, you can check out CPC and RPP, RPC rates and look at each domain name individually, look at them as a group, measure different months, graph them out. It's, it's, it's really cool. It tells you where the traffic's coming from, where it's going, um, how to better monetize them. You, know, to, you can actually select what network you want to put it on if you don't want the system to do its work itself. So it's pretty good. You don't have to change registrars, you, but you do have to change DNS or at least forward the, the, the traffic over there. A lot of people like to change registrars because you can take the funds and then fund your domain name registrations with the money you make from Traffic Club. And that way you're hitting a budget neutral or you know, a positive cash flow situation. Then you don't have to shell out money every month for do your domain name renewals. You can just say, hey, put my funds in my moniker account. You know, so it works out well that way. Well, how do domain names with dashes and numbers fit into monetization? What's some of the, what are some of the trends? So most people don't type in domain names with dashes and numbers in them. Um, the dash in between a domain name or in a domain name acts as a space in, in search engines like Microsoft. 
and it actually doesn't hurt you. It actually can be used as a uh, kind of a feeder domain name to the main site. So if you had um, domainsforsale.com and I had domain-for-sale, it actually acts as a three-term um, lookup in a, in, a, in a search engine instead of one term altogether. And so it can actually work to your advantage, but they're not typically valuable type-in domain names because people don't go domain-for-sale. And PPC monetization works best for type-in traffic. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna feed traffic through affiliate networks and links and other types of things, it wouldn't matter whether you have a dash in there or not. Anyone else? Any other questions, sir? Yeah, what about the different country domains? I'm interested to know whether there's value in, um, like you mentioned, dot .com, certain standards, or but what about the Australian or the UK? Okay. So let's talk about some of those. The second most registered domain name in the entire world is .de, which is Germany. So um, it actually has surpassed .net and .org, so it's an extremely valuable domain name. Um, .co.uk is the fourth most registered extension in the world. Um, country codes that are restricted that... So .de, you have to have presence, but they're not real strict about seeing where that presence is. You could have a German address and be... Um, and have a German extension. .co.uk, you can live anywhere on the world and own them. .ca is another really good example of some good .ca owners here and, and monetize traffic very well. If you're living in another country, your typical extension that you type out may not be .com. I mean, let's, let's face it. .com was invented by the United States government as a commerce, international commerce extension. Even though it's most widely known and the top Fortune 1,000 companies have their name in, in dot, uh, .com, Yahoo, Google, a lot of eBay, a lot of the big companies also have the different country code extensions because... People of other countries typically type in their country code extension to where they want to go sometimes before they type in .com. So it is valuable to protect your brand and identity in that country code extension. Um, so it, it is valuable. .au, which is Australia, is a highly restricted country code that only Australian companies and established entities can be in and use. And so it's typically not a very popular extension for outside commerce. If you're in Australia and you're doing something local, then it's great, you know, obviously, because you want to do that. Um, but typically, you can't you can't be outside Australia and own a .au name. It's very difficult because they do a they do kind of a an audit with all their country you know with all their companies and individuals that own .au names. So it depends how what country it is and what people are using. One of the biggest fads that I'm sure you guys have heard about is .tv that came out several years ago and it was positioned as a as a .com. Um, alternative for the television and media market, and it kind of died flat on its face um, after Verisign bought the extension along with .cc, and a lot of people feel it's going to have a little bit of a resurgence because of how the online media stuff is going on on the internet, YouTube, for example, providing online video and stuff. Even though .tv means nothing more than a country code than for Tuvalu, because it has a double meaning and was commercially marketed 10 years ago as a, as a meaning for um, something else, it has some you know, inherent value to it. And it could have a little bit of a resurgence or, you know, rebirth again because of, you know, let's face it, one day in the near future, we're going to be sitting in front of our televisions and be able to look at internet channels, cable channels, local channels. And so .TV has some kind of, you know, inherent value around that. One of the newest and most exciting extensions that have come out is .mobi. And if anybody hasn't heard about .mobi, it's not only another extension, it's a whole new platform so that all of us can see a website on any one of our mobile devices, our cell phone or PDA. And when you get the domain name, if you are going to do a website with it, you have to implement just two lines of code to your ISP or your hosting company that allows an end user to see your website in proper format to any 
screen on your mobile device. So if you look up moniker.com, for instance, right now on, a computer, on your mobile device, you have to scroll up and down and find where the registration box is and all that stuff. On a .mobi platform, you actually see the website as if you're looking in your computer screen on the proper format. It's not great today for doing commerce yet, but it will be. But if anybody wants to see what one looks like, go to bmw.mobi, for example. It gives, you can look up any model of their car, see where your dealers are, you know, get what language you're operating in, um, look at the different models, you know, and then find out where you want to go. You can't buy the car online yet. But um, .mobi is um, becoming extremely valuable because of the mobile platform, plus Microsoft, Google, Ericsson, Nokia, the largest telecommunication company in Italy have all invested as as investors into this platform, so they're obviously going to be using it and putting search on it. And so you have software and manufacturers and networks all saying, hey, .mobi is going to be something of the future as well. Just on that point, if, if I have a, a .mobi client, can I pass the traffic platform? You can, except the, the, the um, traffic partners, the PPC monetization partners, are five minutes. Okay, uh, are, um, are just now getting their .mobi platform up to try to monetize those. Let's, I mean, let's face it, there's not a lot of typing traffic on .mobis yet. So it's not going to monetize that great yet. But, um, it, you know, again, it would be a good place for you to start if there's a solution for it. Yes, in the back. Yes. Yep, you can go to moniker.com, register .mobi. It's twelve ninety five a year. You have to register for two years initially. Again, .LA is nothing more than a country code rebranded as a, another use. It, it's, you know, it's a fad, you know, in my opinion. I mean, it's, it, it could have value. Let's say you're in L.A. and you're a, you know, an interior designer in L.A. and your market is very segmented to L.A. It has value. Yep. Yeah, it, I mean, we're getting more granular and also more geotargeted as a as a internet community. So if your if your business is just in your community and your customers are very centralized and localized, you don't have to have a .com. .com is meant for international commerce. Even though we naturally type in .com to wherever we want to go, if I'm your you know laundry laundromat or your you know your dry cleaner. I could have .biz or .info, and as long as you have my card and my card sitting on your refrigerator, you're going to know to type in .info, and you're going to brand yourself that way. You know, if you're localized or you're specialized in something like that, and you're and you're you know you're not serving a global market, yes. If you're serving something that's more central and you know, you know, or something that's much more broad or global, or you're trying to attract affiliates from all over the world or do something like that, I would go after at least the key extension .com, .net, .org, the things that people have been registering for you know, 11 years, 12 years, because there's a lot more, you know, there's 60 million .com, .net, and .org names, and then there's 40 million CCTLD, so all the rest are all the other extensions out of the 112 million. So that gives you an example. Um, there's actually, I don't know what the link is, but if you can actually go to Google and their back end, if you go into the, it, for, well, there's two different, you know, you can go to Google and Yahoo and find out whether they're blacklisted or not. Inside Google's um, um, site on one of the resource links, you can put the domain name in and it will tell you if it's been blacklisted. I just don't have it right now, but if you give me your card, I can get it for you and send it to you.
Good question. So let's say you're a BMW wheel dealer. You know, uh, let's say that you're a Coke distributor. Um, this has been a you know this has been a, a controversy. So let's say your business is to distribute BMW wheels. Um, the best thing you can do is get permission from BMW to use their trademark before you use it. If you're monetizing that domain name in a fashion that um, confuses customers, provides competitive information to competitors, damaging the you know the ultimate outcome of that visit, you're going to get in trouble eventually. the The life of a trademark domain name is about six months. <laughs> if you're not using it properly. The three things you have to prove in a WIPO case, and you have to prove all three of them, is that you have no right to use it at all, that your registration of the domain name was with malintent, that you maliciously registered the domain name, and that you are confusing an end-user customer of what service or product or, or brand that you're providing. So if I'm a Coke distributor and I'm pointing people to Coca-Cola, and that's my business, and they're coming to me, and my, my customer is a commercial customer, and they're taking the orders of their orders online, I probably, as Coca-Cola, may not be able to claim that back in a WIPO case. But if I'm Coke, if I have a Coke distribution domain name, and I'm pointing my customers to Pepsi, or going to a porn site, you're going to get smacked, and you're going to lose your domain. Okay, well, I hope that this was a valuable information session for you guys, and uh, let me know if, you can answer, if I can answer anything for you. Monty at Moniker.com. I'll be happy to, to address any of your needs. Thanks. And once again, that's going to do it for this edition of Domain Masters. Monty right there with a presentation on domaining and address bar-driven traffic. Once again, that was at Affiliate Summit in Las Vegas. Make sure to join us next week, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, for another edition of Domain Masters. Next week, Monty will obviously give a wrap-up of Affiliate Summit and go through what's going on in the world of domains. But for now, Johnny Brasco saying so long, everybody, and of course, be the master of your domain. Good night. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.